Bretto, 2020 is in full swing and our first wellness base camp for the year is not far away. That's right, MP. Geelong hosts the Wellness Base Camp on Saturday, March 28th. Our base camp theme for 2020 is release your overwhelm and find your clarity. Yeah, absolutely. And Kim Morrison is going to help you get clear on self-love. Brett Hill will help you release limiting beliefs and develop a growth mindset. And the great man, Marcus Pierce, will help you find clarity on your life purpose and relationships. Expect a surprise or two. This is Saturday, March 28th at the Geelong Library and Heritage Centre. Tell your friends, bring your family and colleagues, and make sure you go to thewellnessbasecamp.com to get your two-for-one early bird tickets now. That's Saturday, March 28th in Geelong. Tickets at thewellnessbasecamp.com. The Real Food Reel is proudly sponsored by LCHF Endurance. Stabilize your blood sugar, burn fat, decrease inflammation and become fat adapted in just 12 weeks. I'm so excited to share with you that LCHF Endurance is currently 50% off for a limited time only. Simply use the code LCHFE50 to sample the program, check out the kind of meals you'll get to eat and cancel within seven days if it's not your sugar-free jam. Head to lchfendurance.com.au and use the code LCHFE50 for 50% off your upfront program payment today. Welcome to The Real Food Real. I'm Steph Lowe, the natural nutritionist. We're shaking things up on the podcast and each week I am joined by our cast of experts, including Kirsty Worth, Phil Maffetone, Kale Brock, Ali McLean, Katie Pettuccini and so many more leaders in the fields of real food, gut health, sports performance, holistic wellness and optimising your health, metabolism and longevity. While you're tuning in to today's episode, would you take a screenshot of your smartphone and share it on social media with the hashtag RealFoodReal? I'd absolutely love to know that you're tuning in. And while you're there, why not share this episode with a friend who also needs to hear our information goldmines and aha moments. Sharing the show means we can continue our mission of simplifying nutrition and showing the world that health starts with what you choose to put on your plate. Without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode of The Real Food Real. In episode 262 of The Real Food Reel, we are joined by Lucas Becker from Grillo Protein, a Byron Bay-based company born and bred out of a desire to bring better health, sustainable and future-conscious food. Their team is on a mission to convince you and the entire world to start eating bugs. In today's episode, you will learn more about Grillo's mission and why they are so passionate about bugs both nutritionally and environmentally. You will learn about protein, B12, omega-3 and iron, how this eco-friendly protein alternative requires significantly less water, food and land than other protein sources, what is an ento-vegan and so much more. Hi, Lucas, and welcome to the show. 
Hi, Steph. Thank you so much for having me uh, on the show. I'm looking forward to talk all things bugs today. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start with a little bit about you. I want to hear your story so you can dive as far back into the past as you want to, but set the scene for us as to what led you on the journey to where you are today. Sure. So um, at Grillo, there are four uh, co-founders who established the company about three and a half years ago. Uh, when we first started, my sister-in-law, Martina, she was getting ready to run her very first uh, half marathon. And uh, she was uh, running um, 10, 15, 20 kilometers a day. Back then, we were on a vegetarian diet. And uh, Martina was feeling very tired every day and uh, with low energy levels. She then decided to do her homework and go on a bit of research on what would be a good al protein alternative uh, that would help raising her energy levels back up. She then came across crickets uh, in the U.S. Uh, where she saw that the industry was starting to take off. She then ordered cricket powder for a few different cricket farms uh, in America, also Canada, and um, a couple in Asia to trial and see how she would feel and react to eating insects. She then noticed over after two weeks her energy levels were uh, raising and she was starting to feel much better. When she told us about that, we, we all the co-founders back then, we were living together. So this is going back another uh, year uh, where myself and Camila, which happens to be Martina's sister and uh, Martina's uh, partner, they then decided, we then decided to start a business using crickets um, here in Australia. Yeah, that's so good. Um, and so you guys have obviously done your research and had a look at um, what the best sort of way is to get, you know, the protein sources. I want to hear um, more about what you learned around some of the current protein sources available on the market and um, why you were disappointed with them. Sure. We, we tried them. Um a lot of uh, different protein uh, proteins available in the market uh, from whey protein, which which for me and um, our business partners, it was a very hard hard to digest protein. I'm I'm a bit of a dairy intolerant, so it didn't work very well for me to use the whey protein. We also use the pea protein and brown rice protein, which which for me it works. We actually use. Uh, brown rice protein and also sprouted pea, pro, um, pea protein in, in one of our products, in the high-protein chocolate. Um, hemp, which for me, it's a great alternative to uh, and works really well, was uh, illegal um, back then in Australia mm -hmm. for retailing to, uh, for eating purpose. So we didn't want to go towards hemp when starting a business. And um, when Martina realized the numbers uh, that the eatable insect industry was showing in America, we thought this would be not just a good option to introduce in our plant-based diets back then, but also to start a business since no, no many other companies were working with this in Australia. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's been interesting to watch the, the hemp space as a side note. But, yeah, so you've obviously pretty much brought the edible bugs to Australia. Um, 
I just think I'd love to actually hear as a side note before we dive into the health benefits, um, like how you have found, I guess, pitching this to people because I'm sure you get a lot of, um, <laughs> a lot of um, pushback. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's actually very good to talk about that. Right at the beginning, uh, it was extremely challenging. Every time we would do an in-store demo in our uh, stockists or uh, just do an event where we wanted to share um, our, our passion and our recipes or even cooking at home for friends was always a, there was always a cultural barrier towards eating insects. Uh, a lot of people thought we were crazy at the beginning and a lot of people would just walk past and not even consider trying um, eating insects. Um, after two years doing a lot of uh, work towards creating awareness uh, and working with uh, other people in the industry to promote uh, eatable, buckets, uh, eatable bugs as an alternative protein, we started to know, notice a shift on people's perception uh, where they started to accept uh, crickets uh, in their diets mostly because of the health benefits, but also because it shows to be a sustainable alternative um, as well. Yeah, I love that sustainable conversation. I want to go there in a minute. But yeah, I think bugs is important to talk about because human vegans are the only true vegans on the planet because everybody else eat bugs. They just like, they might just not know about it up until now. You know, it's um it's really quite broad as you said, like 80% of the world is already eating them. Um, it's just, I guess, in the Western culture, or at least in Australia, it's something that we weren't aware of until recent years. Exactly. And, and that's, um, that's something very funny that I always talk to, uh, especially kids when we do our bug talks. We have um, a series of workshops that we've been running with um, schools uh, all around Queensland lately. And we had about 16 over the last uh, four months where I had the opportunity to go and talk to the kids. And usually I ask them if they ever had crickets. Everyone's first reaction is saying, no, I never had any bugs. I never tried. And a lot of them get a um, bit scared of trying them. And I always try to show them that if you ate uh, peanut butter or chocolate or even had coffee, chances are that you have been ingesting bugs for quite a while now and you're just not aware of yet. Yeah, exactly. Or not to mention like your organic lettuce and <laughs> the other vegetables that you're grabbing and, um, you know, maybe not washing as well, which I think we're definitely moving towards now. We understand the importance of eating dirt and avoiding that sort of hygiene hypothesis that we've done to death in the West and has caused a lot of damage as a result. For sure. That's all so right. Been, yeah. So we've been talking about protein. I want to hear more about the nutritional benefits of crickets. Sure. Yeah. Well, usually when we talk about the nutritional benefits uh, of eating insects, a lot of people always think of uh, protein. And um, th that's true. It's a very uh, high in protein uh, superfood. It can be up to 69% protein on, on crickets with some uh, other insects um, uh, being able even to go uh, up to 85% protein, which is the case of the silkworm, um, which is not used yet in a lot of places, but it's definitely an option out there. 
But for us uh, at Grillo, crickets are much more than just a complete protein with all essential mm -hmm. amino acids. It has also a lot of vitamin B12, which um, personally I think it's one of the highlights on the product where you can find 155% of your recommended daily intake on B12 in just a tablespoon of cricket powder. So it's um, a very good option for people uh, with um, a B12 deficiency that don't want to be eating uh, meat uh, on a regular basis or they rather avoid having B12 shots. There is also omega-3s and 6s uh, on crickets. Um, high content of iron, and you can also find other nutrients like potassium, calcium, fiber. It's quite a, a broad uh, superfood, and we like it to say there's a very nutrient-dense ingredient too because you don't need to have much in order to get um, a lot of those ingredients, uh, a lot of those nutrients. Yeah, so the portion size is obviously quite reasonable, as you said, with one tablespoon. I love that because, you know, I do a lot of blood testing with my clients and a B12, like low levels of B12 is um, very common. And of course, it's much harder to get from plant-based foods. So I'm normally recommending, you know, beef and lamb and a lot of people don't want to eat more of that or it might be expensive. There's other barriers. Um, and so, yeah, I love this idea for avoiding supplements, but also not having to eat more beef and lamb than you would personally prefer. Yes, for sure. Um, and it's, there's a, a lot more that's been coming out lately as well. Um, I'm not a specialist in, in nutrition, but we, we all at the Grillo headquarters do our research and try to look for more um, studies that have been done uh, on insects because it's such a new... Um, ingredient uh, like you said in the western cultures that we all have so much to learn about it but there has been um, a few studies done uh, mostly in america and canada where they tested um, crickets oranges and uh, olive oil and um, they were uh, very impressed to see that crickets show to have a higher antioxidant profile than uh, olive oil and uh, oranges and not only that, but we also seen um, a very interesting um, research done by the University of Wisconsin with also the University of Colorado, where they partnered up and they have been trialing crickets um, as a food on a um, um, number of patients. And they noticed that there was even an increase on um, probiotic uh, bacteria in those people that were ingesting crickets on a regular basis mostly due to their high chitin content on their composition. So there are studies coming out um, saying that the crickets can be also good for your gut health, which for us, it's, it's a great thing to, to show people as well, especially when there's so much talk in Australia about how important our gut health it is for our well-being. Yeah, I think that's really fascinating. I love that there's more research coming out because you're right, like everyone's talking about the microbiome, but honestly, I think we've lost our way, our way a little bit because we've been obsessed with like kombucha, which is a yeast, and we've been, you know, not eating enough um, fiber and, and there's, you know, carnivore diets which are taking things to the extreme. So I love that we're looking at crickets as a way to rebalance our microbiome. Um, which comes back to that whole eat dirt concept or at least like get out in nature and, 
and look at ways beyond food that we can really improve the health of our gut. So that's fascinating. Um, then I wanted to mention as well around the calcium because I also like this conversation because, again, in, in the West, especially in Australia, we've been told about milk for calcium and basically if we don't drink milk, we'll get osteoporosis. And I really hate that myth. I can't stand how um, uneducated we've become around other sources of calcium. And I actually honestly hadn't um, considered crickets. They're not on my radar. <laughs> they will be now. But, um, you know, normally we're recommending foods like tahini, sesame seeds, um, you know, bones in fish, almond, celery, oranges, etc., for calcium. But it's so good that we can eat, cal- um, eat crickets as well to make sure that we are getting enough dietary calcium without having to drink cow's milk. Oh, for sure. I think, um, yeah, like growing up, I, oh, I even sometimes still get um, feedback on my mom. I, I haven't had um, milk since 2010 now, mostly because it, it helps. It, it actually, it's not a help, but it, it triggers my allergies, my hay fever. I have a bit of an asthma condition. So mm-hmm. for me, avoiding dairy is quite important. And um, I always had my mom saying to me, like, how come you don't um, drink milk? You need calcium. You're not going to have uh, strong bones and teeth mm-hmm. and, and your nerve function. And I always try to say that, that that's an old myth and there are uh, lots of ways of uh, getting calcium uh, apart from dairy, like you said, from sesame seeds, crickets, and, and many other foods as well. Yeah, beautiful. I love that. So let's change gears slightly. I really want to hear about the sustainability arm of crickets because you would know the vegan movement's huge at the moment and, you know, I think it's really important that we do have a sustainability focus but I just don't believe that veganism is good for the environment. I'd love to hear about the sort of production side of crickets and, um, yeah, how that really helps the environment. For sure, yeah. Um, I think like um, crickets, um, oh, so basically well, from what I checked and read it on uh, the United Nations um, feed is that we have to increase our global food production by 70% to feed two th- the, the population, the growing population in 2050, which is estimated to grow up to 9 billion people. Now, the way we're producing our food today it's it's proven that it's not uh, supporting our environment and it's uh, destroying in a lot of places um, our um, our our nature and especially if we consider that eighty percent of our uh, water goes into agriculture and a lot of times we not even produce food for ourselves but to to feed other animals so I I actually trialed uh, myself uh, veganism for ten months. And for me, it wasn't, was not the, the best option. I know that it can work for a lot of people, but I've seen a lot of movement lately into um, what is called into-vegan diet, which are people on a plant-based diet or on a vegan diet that will consider eating crickets for sustainable reasons and to get those nutrients that we spoke about it before. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, Are the, you the allowed main... to do that as a vegan? Are you really allowed to eat crickets and still call yourself a vegan? I think that's cheating. <laughs> yeah, well, so, so they say entovegan. So entomophagy yeah. is the act of eating bugs. And uh, mm-hmm. the whole eatable insect movement is now calling a 
for an ento-vegan diet where we would consider insects, but you still don't eat any other animals, which is it's quite funny how, how they word uh, every diet uh, these days. And I personally think that everybody is different and, and uh, a diet may work for someone, but may, may not work for someone else. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. It's very much about bio-individuality. Um, Ento-vegan, I actually haven't heard of that word, so I'm going to check that out. That is mind-blowing. Um, and, like, I love that you talk about the water production because, obviously, um, that's one of the criticisms of, say, beef production, that it requires, you know, 20-odd thousand um, liters for one kilogram of beef. And, you know, I haven't looked at the stats recently, but, um, you know, it's quite a significant use. And then we know obviously that the production of, um, cricket is a very, very small amount. For sure. Yeah. So, so crickets, um, we'll usually use about a liter of water to produce the same one kilo of protein, uh, when, uh, when beef, uh, according to our research, would require 22,000 liters of water. And, and it's not just the water, but also the feed, the space, the energy. Uh, bugs will require far, far less energy mm-hmm. and space, uh, in which a lot of cases they could grow on a vertical farm as well. Um, also, the life, the life cycle on crickets will be far shorter than a, than a cow, for example, um, where. Um, in the cricket farm where we're sourcing our crickets from, usually they will have a life cycle of five to six weeks, which also proves to be um, a much more efficient way of producing our food. Mm, I do love that. So interesting. I love how much research you guys have done. It's so incredible. Um, and of course, yeah, looking after the planet at the same time. So I'm sure everybody is dying to know what does it taste like? Yes, that's a, that's a huge <laughs> question. Um, we, we've been very fortunate that lately more and more people have been trying. And, and like I mentioned at, at the beginning, people would even walk past us and avoid eye contact uh, in the tastings <laughs> and, and promotions that we were yeah. doing. But now, you know, people, they either seen on TV, they've seen chefs like Gordon Ramsay and guys from uh, Noma Restaurant, uh, which is a very well-known restaurant. I've seen... Uh, a uh, chef from uh, Tasmania, Vincent Montring, Alexa Tala, a lot of people all around the world using more and more insects uh, and promoting the, the industry too. And people get curious about what it tastes like. And we get all sorts of feedback. We had people saying that it tastes like popcorn, people saying that it tastes like almonds, also had people saying that it even tastes like mushrooms. So it depends a lot on people's perception. But we always like to say to people that it's, it's not a scary thing. It's just like eating um, a piece of meat or chicken or broccoli. If, you, if you're cooking, you usually add something to it to make it taste nice and you'll be able to have a very good uh, result. Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's the name. Like you've probably seen this a million times. Like it can be quite off pudding but when you look on your website and you see a beetroot dream cake that it's delicious cake with you know grillo cricket powder as well as almond meal and eggs and avocado chocolate ganache like it's it's dessert yeah so i think it's just about broadening our perspective on how it can be used because it's not just sitting there eating crunchy dried up bugs 
for sure. I, I totally agree. And our biggest um, focus has been since day one on how we can um, promote the industry on a much more friendly way. A lot of people, uh, especially in Australia, when they had their first contact with uh, eatable insects was either in Cambodia or Thailand or Vietnam, where they see people barbecuing insects on the street. And um, it's kind of uh, not dirty, but it's kind of like on the street. There's no many regulations. It's not on a nice packaging, which will bring more credibility to that product. So from day one, we have been trying to, to bring a bit of fun as well on how to incorporate uh, the, um, the crickets, uh, the powder, and also now the whole crickets into every daily recipe. We're very fortunate that in our team, uh, myself and Pedro, we both have been chefs for over uh, 14 years now. And we have been always very open-minded into experiment, experimenting new things, uh, especially when we came across crickets and a lot of other insects. It became a very, um, a very fun way of cooking too. Yeah, the recipes just look incredible. Um, and that's obviously because you've got the blend, like you've got the high-protein blend or you've got the beautiful super greens blend, um, but you do also have the, the whole roasted cricket. So are they quite crunchy or what? I have not, not tried them myself, obviously. Yeah, so the, the whole um, roasted cricket, it's um, the latest addition into our range we we started with the playing uh, roasted crickets, which has no added flavor to see how the market would respond and also to show people that they can add any flavors into those roasted crickets. And surprisingly enough, uh, it's been quite a fun product to work with. We had a lot of uh, people curious to try them because if you go into any retail store or supermarkets, you you see a lot of cricket energy bars, you see a lot of uh, super greens options, you see a lot of high protein options, but you don't see a whole bug uh, on the shelf. And I think this is actually uh, driving a bit of curiosity uh, from people. And we have been uh, getting a lot of requests on, on doing a flavored range of crickets, which we, we're working on at the moment and, and hoping to bring into the market uh, early next year. So cool. I love it. So you've got a nice product range at the moment. Um, I've, I've mentioned some of the powders and obviously we just spoke about um, the whole roasted bugs, but you do have bars as well? Yes. So we do a, a range of three cricket energy bars. Um, mm-hmm. uh, highlighting our energy bars, which I love to tell um, customers and retailers, is that it's the only um, energy bar in the market that I'm aware of having. Uh, natural vitamin B12 on it. Uh, mm-hmm. For example, our uh, Chalk Mint Energy Bar, it has um, 38% of the recommended daily intake on vitamin B12, and that's purely coming from crickets, nothing else. They also, not just the bars, but all our range, they are 100% organic ingredients. So we always uh, like to make sure that our ingredients um, are organic uh, to bring a bit more credibility for people, especially when talking insects, which usually uh, for people who don't know much about it, they would associate insects with a pest and they always think of pesticides and we just want to bring that that security to people so they know that um, either the crickets or the feed that they got um, 
served doesn't have any contact with uh, pesticides and uh, ingredients uh, that would harm um, the final customer. Yeah, so, so important. And I just love how passionate you guys are about education because that's really what it's about in this space where there's been so much confusion. And, um, you know, as long as we can keep an open mind, we can certainly learn new things. And, um, yeah, I think it's beautiful to see what you're doing and how passionate you all are to produce such a quality product. Um, I'd love to know, like, what have you noticed in the space um, in terms of popularity and um, other companies getting on board? Yeah, so um, there's been um, quite a lot of interesting things happening lately. We we had the very first Eatable Insect Symposium of Australia in oh, Brisbane. Yeah. Um, yes, so it's it's a thing now. There's an industry mm-hmm. and there are um, a four or five cricket farmers in Australia who are working very hard to produce uh, crickets and other uh, insects like mealworms for human consumption. But there's also another whole side of the industry which is producing uh, other insects for uh, livestock feed in order to, to reuse uh, waste, food waste, to feed the cows then opposed to growing food to feed those cows. Um, this event, the symposium, was supported by the CSIRO, which is... Um, very good support to have in the industry. We also seen uh, the interest in not just from new customers and uh, new stores, but also new companies coming on board of this industry and and not working exactly like competitors, but they more working together to grow the industry and make sure they cause a, a positive impact um, in in the market and positioning Australia in a way that we can become. Um, insects exports to the whole uh, world wow that's so incredible i mean good on you guys for bringing it to australia and um you must be so happy to see the evolution of just that awareness growing and yeah really spreading that message that um yeah you are passionate about oh so happy you know it's so rewarding to to mm-hmm. see this um happening and um at the beginning like i said people would run away from us now we have our range of products in over 50, 55 stores between Byron Bay and Sunshine Coast. We got a distributor on board for Sydney and Victoria starting sales uh, from, from this month. South Australia is coming on board uh, before the end of the year. And we've seen major players jumping on the market like uh, IGA, uh, mm-hmm. which was the very first um, supermarket chain to support eatable insects, stocking uh, Grillo products in about 12 stores now and not long uh, after IGA jumping on board we've seen uh, Woolworths creating um, the macro brand uh, using um, a locally sourced cricket powder too from another company who has been on the market for a while so crickets are becoming a mainstream thing in Australia just like it happened in Canada in England in America it was just a matter of time for for um, this food to, to catch on. And I think it's a very promising times ahead for, for all the companies in Australia. So wonderful. Good on you. I just love seeing people so passionate about what they do um, and, yeah, really inspired to bring better health with sustainable and future-conscious food, as you say. So I just wanted to give you the space to add anything else that you'd like to share, Lucas, and, of course, direct us to where we can learn more. Sure. I think like um, 
well, one thing I always like to say to everyone that is still a bit over on, on top of the fence, uh, not sure if they should try crickets or not. Um, if you think of a lot of other industries uh, in the market, uh, like kombucha, a few years ago, kombucha was very unusual. And these days, it's all over the place. There are 10, 15 different brands in a lot of the health food stores that I go to. And, and also, if you look at medicinal mushrooms, which are coming up strong and showing a lot of benefits to, to our health. And um, not to forget also about sushi, which was, when it first came out, was extremely unusual to eat the seaweed and uh, only became popular when a chef in, in California did the sushi inside out and called it the California roll. Uh, after that change, sushi became a worldwide thing and every, everywhere you go in Australia, you can, you can sort sushi these days. So I think the, a very similar shift will happen into the eatable insect industry. And um, we're working uh, hard uh, to make sure that you'll be able to find crickets same way as you can go into a supermarket and find a, a piece of chicken or um, lamb or uh, beef as well. Yeah, exactly. We've just got to keep an open mind. You know, we once thought that the world was flat also and we can't rely on what we've always known or what we've always eaten. So, yeah, I'm sure there are some fence sitters, like you say, but you guys have made it such an easy way to add this into your already real food diet because you don't have to sit there and eat roasted crickets if you don't want to. There's the powders and the bars, which is a beautiful way to get started. Um, and, of course, open-minded enough to try the um, the roasted crickets. I look forward to grabbing mine. <laughs> nice, yeah. I think like uh, on the today everyone wants to, to live longer and um, make sure they support the environment in a way. I see um, a big change and uh, much more um, consciousness all around the world where people want to, life expectancy is growing. So why not live a better life uh, and, and for longer? And if we can um, impact the environment on a positive way, and also, if that means uh, eating uh, unusual food, why not? There are so many things that we learn along the way, uh, like uh, the myth about if you don't drink milk, you don't get a calcium. We evolved in so many ways um, that I think that eating an insect, it's a very small uh, change on our eating habits if you consider the benefits that you get, not just in your health and the environment also. Yeah, so good. So good. So um, it's Grillo, so G-R-I-L-O, protein.com.au, and you're on the usual social media challenge, channels? For sure. So on Facebook, Instagram, uh, at Grillo Protein, there's a lot of uh, information all through our website on how to use crickets, why we choose crickets, a lot of recipes. In our blog, we act actively talking about um, every single aspect of our business, the challenges. Um, how we incorporate into our daily lifestyle as well, um, eating bugs. So there's a lot of content out there for people that are curious about it and want to learn a bit more about, about what we do. Yeah, for sure. So head to the show notes team and learn so much more from Lucas and the team at Grillo Protein. My friend, it was so good to have you on the show. I look forward to catching up again soon. Sounds great, Steph. Thanks again uh, for having us. Um, we'll be sending you some cricket goodies uh, this afternoon. Oh. They're getting shipped. So I'll uh, we'll so be nice very, 
Yeah, I'll be very curious to to hear your feedback and from your team and see what you guys think and yeah, looking oh, forward. Oh, let me make to... the beetroot dream cake. That looks so good. <laughs> Sounds great. Thank you so much for listening, team. Make sure you dive into the show notes over at thenaturalnutritionist.com.au forward slash podcast. Now, before you go, can I ask you a favor? I'd be so grateful if you would leave me a five-star review on iTunes. I personally read every review and comment and love hearing your aha moments and takeaways from each episode. Together, we can continue to spread the real food love. See you next time on The Real Food Reel. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.